I could listen to that. I listen to the song two times when I start my podcast, Clinton Jaws, guys. But I honestly, I could listen to it five times. Right, Clint? Five times coming in, 10 4. Woke up this morning. <laughs> yeah, I know I shouldn't say this stuff. I shouldn't say it. I wake up. I'm sitting on the couch. I wake up. I, I wake up early before the whole family. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm eating, I'm, I'm eating my coffee, guys. Eating it up a storm. And the woman comes out <clears throat> eventually. And she's sitting on the couch. And she's kind of like, you know, like. And I'm like, okay, what happened last night? Did I say something wrong last night? So I think about last night. And I'm like, I'm not going to ask her what's wrong. But I can't take it anymore. So I ask her. I'm like, what's wrong? What's going on? Do you know what today is? I'm like, uh-oh. Yeah, it's our anniversary. I'm just letting you know it's our anniversary. I'm, like, I'm sorry, okay? I forgot. She knew I forgot. Why wouldn't she remind me? She was waiting for me to forget. Do you know what I mean? Probably shouldn't have shared that with you. Doesn't make me look good. But I, I end up going out and getting a bunch of things. <laughs> Think she got me something? No. It's like our 40th year anniversary or something like that. It's been forever. Met her in 01. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying any. I probably shouldn't have brought that up. That's a terrible start. I wasn't even, I just thought about it. I was, I was listening, I was watching Miley here. And I thought, what could I start with? Yeah, start with that. No, I shouldn't have. How about this? Let's start over. I got a uh, question the other day. Clint, what's behind you? What are all those items behind you? And then I start. I'm not going to go through all the items. But then I opened one, I opened, do you guys want to see my box? I got a box up here. Right here. Do you want to see it? What's inside? I'm going to show you. But I don't want you seeing my underwear when I sit up, so I gotta be careful. Oh. I have no idea why I have a picture of myself with a heart. This is me in depot. I, I didn't expect to show you that, but look how eager I was in depot. Do you see that? And young and hot. That's why there's a heart. I think, uh, because I met the woman uh, a week before I went to depot, I think this is hers. And she put it on my, my shelf. Okay, my dad... Gave me this box when I got back from Depot. And he put a little pin on top. It's a, uh, it's E-Division pin. Don't know if you can see that. Of course you can't. And uh, that didn't sound good. In it is a tape recorder and a bunch of tapes. When I was in depot, my dad taped 
our conversations on the phone. I didn't know he did this. And every now and then I listen to them. Tape number six, Clint's RCMP training. February. Starting back after Christmas, because we had a Christmas break. They're all labeled. And it's kind of cool, man. If you have parents that do that, it makes you remember Depo. I'm like, I didn't know that happened. You listen to these tapes. I didn't know what that, I didn't know that happened. There's also something weird in here. That was a lot of work for such a little payoff. Some kind of cross rifles. Don't know why it's in here. Actually, no clue why it's in there. Guess I got my cross rifles. And I got to show you this. This is so uninteresting, but hockey cards. I have some hockey cards in there. Gordy Lane. Old hockey cards. Old Opeachy. Steve Bozak. 1981. Dave Babbage. Dave Babbage. Dave Williams. Don't fall, don't fall asleep on me. Okay? Dave Williams. A lot of these cards are 1980. Like, that's a hockey card from Opeachy. Do you guys even know what I'm talking about? 1980. And what's funny about this is look, look, look how many I have, okay? I had thousands upon thousands of these hockey cards. Why is that interesting? Because when I started collecting hockey cards, and I'm starting to date myself, I'm starting to age myself, right? But it was when Wayne Gretzky was around. And I had a stack of Wayne Gretzky's. I had, I had thousands, thousands, thousands of hockey cards. And, I'd, and I don't know why I have this little bundle left. When I was a kid, I mean, I, I must have been four years old, I think. I, don't even, I can't even remember. But when I was a kid, I would go down to Jack's store, the local corner store. I would get a quarter, buy a pack of hockey cards. That's all I did. That's all I did was buy packs of hockey cards. I wasn't allowed to eat candy, really. So I'd buy hockey cards. I didn't even watch hockey. But sometimes I would get about $5. And that gave me something like, that gave me 20 packs of Opeachy hockey cards. Why is that interesting? Because I guarantee you, the year of 1979, I was down at Jack's store, raping the store of hockey cards. Wayne Gretzky rookie card. I guarantee you I had multiple Wayne Gretzky rookie cards. And that breaks my heart. Because the rookie card, Wayne Gretzky rookie card, just went for something like over $3 million. And we used to go to school. Everybody collected hockey cards. And we'd whip them against the wall and we just play with them we had a lot of fun with them i don't know why we had nothing really blair mcdonald 1980 we had nothing like look at this i mean they look i mean they look like the um this is when wayne gretzky rookie card came out 
So what, what do I do? I'm an idiot. And I know this is way too long and it's not interesting to you, but it's the 90s. Okay, I still got my hockey cards. I got a ton of hockey cards. I have no idea where they are. But all of a sudden, hockey cards became a thing where every all of us found out, hey, we might get some money for these hockey cards. So I bought a book. There, there was a book that came out. And I took all my hockey cards. I got I, I took all my hockey cards and I put the bad ones over here and I put the ones that are worth money over here. I had a stack. And there was about 25 Wayne Gretzky's in there. I don't know if a rookie card was in there, but it was Wayne Gretzky's. When I was a kid, I'd just be like, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky. How do I get my hands on a Wayne Gretzky? And I took that pack over to a girl's house and I was trying to get, get with her. And like an idiot, I give these cards to her brother Trevor so he would leave us alone. I lost my cards. I didn't get with the girl. Years later, I see Trevor. He's a teenager. Maybe, yeah. And I, and I, I go, hey, Trevor, hey, man. Whatever happened to those hockey cards that I gave you? Who I sold them a long time ago. Made a ton of money off them. Thanks, Clint. That's about a 15-minute story of stupidity. Hockey cards. I want to show you guys something. I'm going to show you one of the reasons why I started this podcast. It was on another podcast. Uh, this guy's a speaker. It wasn't a podcast, actually. He was a speaker. I think he's speaking in Vegas or something. But the words that he says, I just want you guys to see this. Maybe one day you want to start a podcast. Here's the reason why you should. And when he said those words, I was like, I, I didn't think about it that way. I thought about it. I used to, th I've, I've talked to my family. I'm like, you know what's really cool, guys, when I'm, when I'm dead and gone to my kids? Shouldn't have said that. You're going to be able to turn, maybe I said it to the wife. But you're going to be able to turn on the TV and there I'll be with my, you know, a thousand videos. You'll be able to hear me. I'll, I'll, how cool is that? That my kids are going to be able to just turn on the TV and there I'll be when I'm long gone. This is even cooler though. Listen to this. That's my grandma, my grandpa. Okay. In that picture, I've met them. When you look at these pictures, you say, okay, Pat, where are you going with this? I got a very simple question for you. How much money, be honest, on the dollar amount, what would you give dollar-wise to get 100 hours of content of your grandparents and great-grandparents? What would you pay? If all of a sudden Elon Musk invents this new technology to go back to the future and have a drone follow your grandparents for a hundred hours of footage to watch them, what would you pay for that? Scream out the dollar amount. Somebody said priceless. What's that word to you? What's that word to you? By the way, how many of you guys get emotional just thinking about it? See, that gets me emotional. That gets me emotional because I've never met that man. <clears throat> I'd love to sit there as a 43-year-old man who's got four kids right now, but when I watch him, I'll be a five-year-old grandson watching my grandpa I never met before, getting emotional over 100 hours to say, that's where I get that from. Oh, my God, that's me. That's where that comes from. That's sick. One day, your grandkids are going to hope there's content of you. So for some of you that are sitting there saying, why am I waiting to create content? 
The argument is over. You're not doing it for you to become famous. You're not doing it to make more money. Create content because your grandkids are hoping you produce content so they can study you when you're no longer here with us. Does that make sense? So now, let's continue. How cool. I think that's cool. I like that. And I never thought about it that way. I'm not exactly doing this for my kids. I'm doing it for, and maybe you're watching right now, my kids' kids. Who are they again? I don't know. I'll never meet them. I probably won't. I'll probably be long gone. I'll be dead. I started late with children. And how cool is it that one day they're going to turn on the TV and YouTube and I'm going to be there. And they're going to be like, he reminds me of me. I don't know. Maybe, right? That's where I get that from. So maybe you're thinking about doing one of these stupid things. Do it for that reason. That's a pretty good reason to do it. Why not? Okay, guys. I'm sorry about the hockey card story. I had In my mind, I thought it would be way more interesting. Let's take some calls because I got some good calls here. And I just want to say, you know, I feel terrible for Nova Scotia and places like that that are dealing with that hurricane. And I thought I'd get on here if you still have power. Maybe I could get this 5 o'clock on Sunday. Maybe I could get this thing out here quick and give you something to watch. You know, like the, Not like a bunch of people watch me. But I thought of that. And I hope everybody's doing well. And Depot, too. I do these things for Depot on a Sunday. If, I, if it was Sunday right now in Depot. First of all, I'd love it. I would think it'd be sunny out right now. Kind of crisp. Getting kind of crisp at night in the morning. I don't know. I'm just guessing. What? Yeah. Yeah. When I went to Depot, I went to Depot right now. This month. This date. Yeah, I did. It was hot. But nice. You're doing your little running, right? <laughs> running around depot wearing your little shirts. Your little shorts. You got some ear things in your ear. And trying to look important. I was so impressed when I showed up at depot for the first time. People were running. I'm like, oh my God. It just looked neat. It looked neat. Watching it. And serious. It looks serious. And a little scary. Uh, hi, I recently came across your channel. I enjoy watching your videos. They're very informative. I have one uh, specific question for you about the application process and something that happened to me in the past. So I got charged eight years ago for forcible confinement. The charge was withdrawn by the judge and fingerprints file were also destroyed in my lawyer's request. I was 20 at that time. The website application lists that as an automatic disqualifier but on one of the links it says that they'll consider the circumstances and severity and want elaboration. So I was confused to put like yes or no. I didn't want to ruin my chances due to the confusion. In the application, it says the former that it's an automatic disqualifier. However, the website link says something else. Because my charges were withdrawn, I put no in the question in the uh, in the RMAQ. But where asked about. If it said that, please answer this, have you ever been charged with forcible, forcible confinement? Then you say yes, yes. Um, I just lost you there. Only because I didn't want to ruin my chances. I wanted to explain in detail the, inter the interview on the interview day beforehand. The reason was I was uncertain if it would my prospect. Uh, 
because of the confusion, I said I was not sure how to proceed, and I said no. I want to tell the interviewer on the day before the interview, or should I email him, or should I tell him beforehand of the past? Like, what should I do? So, like, I really you should tell them up front when you f fill out that application. And I don't know if the applications are online. If they're maybe they made them all paperless, but if they're not paperless, then I would add a section. I'd write a couple pages of your story about forcible, forcible confinement. What's forcible confinement, guys? That's when you don't let somebody leave the house. Like my, what my wife does to me all the time. She'll block the way. <laughs> She'll block me from leaving. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know, dude. It's going to be tough becoming a cop if you were charged with forcible confinement. But maybe you have a story out there. I don't know what the story is. Are you are you able to say, was just because it was withdrawn doesn't mean you didn't do it. Did you actually forcibly confine somebody? Right? And if you did, it ain't going to look good. But maybe you have a story. Like you said, you have a story and good luck. Hey, Clint. It's uh, Clint calling. I was just listening to your last podcast or YouTube video, whichever you like to call it. Uh, it was about one of the callers phoned in and said that the RCB has removed the need for an exam, a written exam portion. Uh, I was wondering, do you think that the RCB is kind of the benchmark for all police forces throughout Canada and the other police forces will probably follow suit in the future? Or is this just an attempt at the RCMP to try and recruit more people? Because I know before they, I know the standards tend to change from time to time when they need more people, they'll lower the standard, and when they don't, they'll raise it. So I just wondering what your thoughts are on it. And so, yeah, uh, keep up the good work and look forward to more podcasts. My thoughts are that they need bodies, they need heartbeats. And you know what? The exam is so stupid. That written exam is dumb. They shouldn't have a written exam with English and math and all the observation and memory. It's ridiculous. It's dumb. It's dumb. Even, you know, I won't say that part. It should be essays. Write an essay. If your essay is good enough, then you move on to the next stage. So I'm glad they got rid of it. And I don't even know if they really did. There's something else in place there. I don't fully understand it. But I couldn't get over that barrier trying to become a cop. And I think you would all agree I got the great personality to be a cop, right? But I couldn't get uh, I couldn't get to that second stage. I couldn't get the package. Couldn't get the interview. Because I was a white male trying to get a good mark on that exam. Am I in trouble? Hello? Hello? Oh my god, so that's like guy on a Moby comes by me while I'm parked sideways by the garbage can. He's like, nice parking job, dipshit. <laughs> and I start laughing. I'm like, well, there's and there's no one around at all. I'm like, well, there's no one around. Hold on. You... Like, yeah. What did he say? He said, yeah, what? Yeah. Whatever. And then he kept going on his mopey. There's literally three cars by the uh, gate. You're not parking, though. You're stopping for a second. No, I stopped, and then I went down to the boat. And I got my glasses. And he called you a what? <laughs> he said, nice parking job, you dipshit. <laughs> and I started laughing. I'm like, there's nobody around. Oh, my God. At I, I would have snapped. 
Okay, bye. Wouldn't I have? Yeah. Hey. If I'm on the podcast right now, I'm going to be really bad. No, you're not. But can, when you come home, can you be uh, pretty to me? Bye. Okay. <laughs> we drop off our garbage. Oh, this is great. I pay $1,500 a year. I have a second boat. It's a fishing boat. And it's down at the wharf right now to Clutacy Haven Marina in Port Alberni. It's, it's the cat's ass, guys. Like, if I want to go fishing in the morning, I just drive down to it. I go through this gate, and I walk down on my boat. I start up my boat, and I go. I don't have to launch it or anything. It's just, it's perfect. And the great thing about this is there's a dumpster. You open up the gate, and there's a dumpster. So we take all our garbage to the dumpster, and we save about 10 bucks a week alone just doing that. And I guess this guy didn't like how the woman parked. And I'm sorry, dude. I don't know if I, uh, I, I don't even, who are you again? Who's this guy? Recruit more people. Because I know before they, I know the standards tend to change from time to time. When they need more people, they'll lower the standard. And Yeah, that's why they're doing it. They got rid of the test to recruit more people. I mean, of course they got to recruit people. Who wants to become a police officer now compared to what it was like before? Everybody wanted to become a Mountie. But with all the negative feedback that, and, and no positive feedback, it's really hard to get people to apply. So, of course, they got to get rid of it. Dumb anyways. Hey, Clint. It's Josh. Hey, Josh. Um, hope everything's doing well. The yeah. podcast has been really good lately. You think? I'm loving all the episodes. Uh, so, this is my second call. I actually called you oh. a few months back. I talked to you about my social media presence and mm. how I make a lot of videos on social media. Mm. I told you I had over 2 million followers and I was asking you if that would be an issue. I don't know if on TikTok, though. you remember, but that caller was me. Um, I was just calling to give you an update on my application. So What's that? I would say near the end of April, that's when I got a response and I actually got deferred for six months. Because in my initial application, I just made this little mistake. It was about the eye test. And it was just saying, if you're from this pro province, click yes. And I accidentally put yes when it was supposed to put no. And that's the reason why I got deferred. So I actually applied for a flight attendant job with Air Canada. Oh, which gross. I forgot about, I forgot about this call. <laughs> oh, my God. Flight attendant. Air Canada sucks. Could you imagine being a flight attendant? I mean, you got to be slightly like squirrely to be a flight attendant. You know what I mean? How is that fun? Put me in a bus, put me in the air in this bus and I'll fly around and I'll serve people. Gross. Sorry. It's probably a good thing for you. I'm going to be doing for, I would say I want to do this job for about six months to a year and then I'm going to reapply to the RCMP. Gross. And I just wanted to ask you what you think about the job I'm doing right now. Would it be a good opening? Would it give me the job you're doing right now? Good chances of making it because I know they both deal with like dealing with a lot of different people, like uh, the public or passengers. And um, I was just wondering if you think the fact that I got deferred for six months, would that make a big difference for when I no. reapply? And uh, yeah, just give me any any advice you can. Thank you, man. You know what? 
Hey, Clint, it's Josh. Hey, Josh. Um, <laughs> you know what? It just reminded me of a story. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that you can, I think when it comes to your interview that you may be, may, <clears throat> might be able to pull out an example from your Air Canada stint. I remember when I took my interview, what was it? I pulled out a story about when I worked a budget rent-a-car. Yeah, guys, I worked a budget rent-a-car. Washing vehicles and vacuuming them out. Every time you bring back a rental, there's a kid back there that washes them, cleans them up. I was more than a kid. I was like 25. I worked at this budget rent-a-car. They ended up firing me. And yeah, when I was telling the interviewer, because she asked me a question, and I'm like, yeah, that happened when I worked at Budget Rent-A-Car. This is when I told the truth. Here's an example of me telling the truth. And when I brought up Budget Rent-A-Car, she started laughing. The cop's name was Schwartz, Maxine Schwartz, who I really like. And she couldn't stop laughing. And I know she was laughing because <laughs> I worked at Budget Rent-A-Car. And there was something funny to her about that. So yeah, any job, any job you do, you could always pull from using it in, in your interview. And thanks for your call. And I don't mean to laugh about Air Canada, but I just hate Air Canada. I just realized I'm really sloppy tonight. And I shouldn't be. Hey, Clint. Hope things are going well. Pretty good. Uh, some of uh, my mates and I, we called earlier, actually, a little while ago. You did? Asking about the midterms. Not earlier, like weeks ago. Weeks ago. It was a while back. I guess it's a while back now. Well, that's done. We're all successful. Pistol call, done. Uh, next thing we have is... Midterm done. Pistol quali qualification done. Next you have is... Pistol call, done. Uh, next thing we have is driving. So we just wanted to call and ask you about, uh, just for the fun, why not? Uh, how did you do in driving? How was it? I hear it's a hard benchmark. It's not a hard benchmark, okay? Driving is easy. The only way you're going to fail driving is if you get into an accident. I think. Yeah, yeah of course, there's going to be some, you know, Bobby has got to go home because he, he failed his patrol drive three or whatever. I don't, can't even remember what patrol drives there are. Is there four? I can't even remember. But I was unbelievable at driving. It's something that you can't even really teach. I should have been a race car driver. I always knew that. I was always natural with driving. I did good at driving. I remember Natalie McPherson and my troop. After the driving, we had to go on a course. And I, I just kicked butt in this course. There was a, a granny cone. They called it the granny. Don't hit the granny. It was the easiest thing I've ever had. I don't know why I'm telling you this story. All of a sudden, I'm just starting to think about it, though. Here's this story. We go out on the track that day. We got one day to kick butt. It's the, like the high-speed driving in and out of cones and going nuts, going as fast as you want, going as fast as you can. And Corporal Pete, I'll never forget it, he, um, I'm driving. I got to do two, two of these things. And 
I get three I get three minutes. The first time I go around, I get three minutes. I remember it being three minutes. That seems like a long time now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe I got the times wrong. But I got three minutes, which was a pretty good mark. But I knew I'd get 250. Two minutes, 50 seconds. And as I'm doing it, we're talking. We're having a conversation. As I'm going nuts, I'm going crazy. And he goes, you know what, Clint? I'm going to tell you something. You can come back here and teach this course. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, but you won't write that down. And he wrote it down on my paperwork. Clint could come back here and teach this course. So we finished the first lap, and we're going to do the second lap. You know what he says to me? Okay, what I want you to do right now is I want you to slow it right down, okay? Go slower. I'm like, okay, I really wanted to show you how fast I could really go. So I go slower, and guess what happens? I get a slower mark. And he says, oh, great job. But I'll never forget that, that he said that. And I know why he said it. PC thought if I went slower, I'd be smoother and I'd get a faster time, but he was wrong. You're right, I could teach it. Don't tell cadets to go slower. Smoother, sure, but not slower. You know, I was really good at driving. I was really good at firearms. I got 250. I don't know if you still have that score, but I got 250. PDT, I was unreal. I was unreal at those things. There wasn't anybody better. I'm just going to say it. When it came to shooting, driving, and PDT. Yeah, there was things that I... I passed everything, but there was things that I, I look back on it now and I shouldn't have passed. Like when it came toward, when it came towards the end, where I was just a basket of nerves. Why not? Uh, how did you do in driving? How was it? I hear it's a hard benchmark. No. How did you prepare for it? Uh, how did I prepare for it? I don't, I don't know. I just practiced. Before I forget, I'll tell you this. We're on our final p- patrol drive. <clears throat> this is what scared me about driving because I, I came from Port Alberni. We didn't have one-way streets. I didn't drive in Vancouver where there was only one-way streets. So I was really petrified about these one-way streets. So I drove downtown Regina constantly practicing, figuring out what what you do with a one-way street. And my biggest fear was I was going to be... Actually, when I was younger, I went down the wrong way in Vancouver, down a wrong, wrong way street. And they told us, if you go down on your test a wrong way street, you will automatically fail. So my test, there's three people in the patrol car, okay? There's something else I just thought about. There's three people in the patrol car. I'm done. Okay, I've already passed. JF, he's he's driving now. I'm directly behind him in the back seat with another cadet. And the instructor goes, okay, when possible, turn right. And he's at a light. So he puts on his TikToker. He puts on his signal light. He's in the, the light is red. Okay. He's not going. He's waiting for the light to turn green or there might be a car in front of him. And I'm like, oh my God. And I looked at my buddy. He's about to fail. 
he's about to go up a one-way street the wrong way. I, we can see that he can't go up that street, but he's about to. And tick, tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock. And I can't say anything, right? I'm not allowed to say anything. So I grab onto a seatbelt from behind, because the seatbelt is like this, and I grab my, my uh, right onto it, and I start going like this. And I start pulling him. And he looks at me. He's like, uh, I think Clint's trying to tell me something, but I'm not, it's not registering. And he's still got the signal light on. And I'm like, I do it again. And I'm like, JF's about to fail. And that would have been terrible for me. I wouldn't have liked that. You know what the instructor did? Light turns green or whatever. He's ready to go. JF's about to turn right up on this wrong way, wrong way street. And the instructor goes, one way street, the other way. And JF goes, oh, I looked, I'm looking at his face. He goes, oh, yeah, 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 okay. And the instructor said something like, you can thank me later. Didn't fail him. Didn't do anything about it. JF passed. And I thought that was pretty cool. Because why would you fail somebody on something that's so small and so stupid, really? And I thought if I ever came back to depot, I would be, I would do what that instructor did. Saved his butt. In search, I wrote down search. I remember my first patrol drive. They hid stuff in the couches and stuff. Not the couches, sorry. There's people walking around upstairs. In the back seat. They will hide stuff so well that it's nearly impossible to find. Like fake dives and stuff like that. And we pulled out the back seat. We searched. We did our search. And we're like, it's all clear. But no, it wasn't, of course. She pulled out like three other items. You missed this. You missed that. You missed that. Then we had to write some kind of essay saying how terrible we are. Um, what kind of stuff did you practice? And how did it go for you? How did it... Just practice, man. Just practiced. Right. Doing your U-turn. You know, you go past the street. And you got, got to make sure you go far enough to do the U-turn almost into that street. I know I'm not explaining myself properly. But you just become really, really good when you practice. You practice in the courses that are at depot. I remember I, I, I uh, helped out a girl, a, lot, a cop. She was a couple troops down from me. Her last name was Mun. Bonnie? I can't remember. Not bad. And uh, really helped her out. And the instructor actually said to her, Why are you so good? And she said, Clinton Jaws. Help me out. She actually put in a kudos for me. I'm, it sounds like I'm bragging, but I will tell you when I do bad, but I'm also going to tell you when I do good. Go for your troop mates. And how did it go for you? How did it go for your troop mates? It went good for everybody. Yeah, but No, no, it didn't. And I'm not going to bring it up. No. Uh, we also took your... Uh, your. You hear that guy? Yeah, but... Yeah, but... Uh, we also took your uh, your advice there. We're in uh, hotels now. Yeah, we're yeah. we're off base tonight. So that's the guy you called Super Canadian with the yes, bud. I'm mm. the guy who made the call the last time. Uh, we know you, you like. Young guy, like 19. Bud. And, uh, you know, it's so awesome that you guys. Is this the first hotel that you got since you've been there? Because you're, after, you're past the halfway mark. I spent every weekend in a hotel, except for one. And it sounds like all three of you guys are together. I hope you're not watching porn. Don't watch porn. Okay. I remember I'm at the Quality Inn, 
Three of my troop mates, they get their own room. I'm like, guys, you can't afford $39 to get your own room. And I walk in there. I got my own room. I used to I used to get the uh, honeymoon suite for an extra $10. It was $49.99. And I remember I walked in there. There's three guys. They're laying on the beds. And they got porn on. I, maybe I've already talked about this. And they're watching a full-out porno. And I'm like, that's disgusting. Disgusting. How is that comfortable? You know they all have boners. Like, why would you watch a porno with another guy if you're a straight guy? There's nothing more grosser to me than that. And I'm like, I'm sitting at the chair and I'm like, and the girl, eh, oh, eh. I'm like, okay. I th- and they're all into it. They're looking at it and staring at it. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and get a boner with you guys. So I ended up leaving. I went back to my room and don't get porn. If you use these calls for your podcast, the guy who made the call the last time, uh, we know you like to use these calls for your podcast. And that next time you're doing one, you could just chuck this right on in there if you want to. Uh, chuck it. We're re- we were real happy to have your response the last time. Uh, we know you enjoyed having us call. We enjoyed even more hearing back from you. But we also figured out one other thing. What? Where we're going. Uh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I got lucky. I get to go home. My two, my two troopmates. Not Activision. so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Activision. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy. Again, yeah. how did that work for your troop? How did the dynamics go when everyone found out where they were going and all that? Because that's, that's where we are. Danny cried. We found out in the... We found out, like... One day somebody would find out, the next day a few other people would find out, the day after that some more people would find out. When Denny found out, he said, Can, will you go outside with me? And we're, we were in, um, what do you call it again, when you're doing all your studies and your book work? I know it's not PDT, it's something else, right? Applied Sciences, I can't remember. APS? Is that is that a word? And we went out. I grabbed my cigarettes and I had a cigarette with him. And he started crying. He was going to Prince Rupert, and he was really upset that his uh, girlfriend was going to, she was from Victoria, hot, really upset that she was going to leave him, which she did, but I couldn't believe that he was crying. There was a lot of sad people. There was some happy people, though. I was happy. Like when they told me I was going to Duncan because that was six on my list. I covered the island, right? I picked every place on the island. And Duncan was six. It was half an hour away from where I lived, which was Nanaimo. And I'm like, guys, I'm going to Duncan. Nobody would look at me. It's like, well, they were. They were mad that I was the only one that really got what I wanted. I got Vancouver Island. I remember a month before that, uh, a, a random instructor came in to talk to the group. And he said, who wants to go to Vancouver Island? And I'm like, I do. And he goes, good luck. I'm like, oh, God. Nobody was happy for me except for my parents. I even called up my girlfriend, and she's like, oh, yeah. Guess what happened to school today? She didn't, she, 
She didn't even care. Nobody cared. And my troop mate, they were mad. And you know, you know what's sick? I bet you there's some people in your troop that are happy that you got F division. <laughs> but it's not forever, dude. You can go anywhere you want to go if you set your heart to it. If you set your mind to it. I've, I've done it. It's easy. Well, it's not easy. It's tricky. But you can do it. I just love it when you guys call. But for your troop, how did the dynamics go when everyone found out where they were going and all that? Because that's, that's where we are. So... So, yeah, uh, best just all you know. Good luck, Clint. Hope everything is going good. And yeah, if you can pass along any advice for uh, track and how the last half of training goes, that'd be cool. Well, last, you want me? You want me to just talk about the last half of training? <laughs> the very end was kind of horrific. See you uh, making those videos recently too. You've been keeping them coming. Uh, Strong, solid stream. Always appreciate it. <laughs> Strong, solid stream of videos. Uh, and you have yourself a wonderful night. Thanks, oh, Clint. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I think just think it's so cool that you're there in a hotel. I hope you're going out. But be careful if you go out. I think back at my times that I went out. And I slept on ice and I banged my knee so bad that I refuse to go to the doctor at depot. Is there a doctor at depot? I refuse to report it. And it almost, and I knew if I did, it probably would have ended me. So I, I had to fight through the, the final end, even during rings. No, where you're wrestling. I should show that video. Me and Mike Kokoris wrestling. Ground fighting. He was hurt. He had a bad shoulder and I had a bad knee. And just be careful when you go out. Like I always say, like, get a room and go out. Go out to the bars and pick up checks. Do things like that. But then there is another member, Sebastian something and Sab or something. He has some kind of uh, YouTube thing out there. and He never once went to the bar. And that might be a smarter way to go. But I knew I would have went squirrely. If I stayed there on the weekends, I had to go out. I was young. I was like 26. I needed to go out and like be a 26-year-old on the weekends. But it's very dangerous because you have a bunch of drinks in your system. And you're guaranteed I said the wrong things lots. So be careful. Be careful when you guys go out and about. And thanks for calling. It makes my night when you guys call. I don't know why. I might become a loser. I don't know. I just really want to. I want. I think I'll take my family there. I, I don't know. You know what? I need a surge. This sucker. This is my original surge. I only got one. So I need it to be all fitted. The boots don't even fit anymore. That barely fit. It doesn't fit. I look like an idiot in it, but I would put it on. Like if something really bad happened in the world, I would put it on and I'd do my marching and I would go out to the uh, whatever ceremony I needed to go to. But I feel bad that all my items aren't organized and ready to go. I feel bad that I would look ridiculous if I put it on, but I would do it anyways. But what I should do 
is I should fly out to Regina. And I don't even know if you can, if I can. And just get them to suit me up again. A new suit. I need a new jersey. It's tight. And I don't know why I shared that with you. It just, it's nice to hear the call from Regina. And it's nice to think back. Because such a great moment for me when I was a kid, went through it. Like I always say, there's two, there are two lives when you become a Mountie. One is Depot. And then you become a Mountie. Like you guys are talking to me right now. You're going to become a bitter prick after a couple of years. Hopefully you don't, but you probably will. Right now you guys are innocent, fun, and just into it. And yes, corporal. But then you become a cop and you're like, F you, corporal. (laughs) The change is insane. So that's why I tell you that there's two worlds, depot life and police life. And the best one was depot life. Piece is so satisfying after you get your badge. When they put your badge in your hand, then you become a police officer and you're not listening to Clinton Jaws anymore. And I get it. I totally get it. And I think that's it. I don't know if I'm going to play this one. Hey, Clint, uh, Barry Collin. Uh, just had a couple questions. I'm not too sure if you want. I, we've, we've spoken previously in the past. Um, what if you can give me a call? Um, I had a, a, a credit issue. I know you did a segment on this uh, prior, about a year ago or so, um, about your your credit file. Um, I had an outstanding bill, um, which I paid off, and then there was another issue that popped up as well. And I'm not really too sure on. Okay, credit. I'm not going to play this one, but credit, guys. If you if you got an outstanding bill and you want to go to uh, depot, it's, you're going to make your your life really hard for you. They turned down they turned down people close to me because they had outstanding bills, huge bills. What I think you're saying is you got bad credit. I think you're going to be fine. Bad credit should be okay. They just don't want you owing a lot of money before you go to depot. And I think I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I got to make a roast tonight. In Yorkshire pudding. And I want to... Oh, the Broncos are playing. It's 5.35. I kind of want to throw this one up here just so you guys can watch it. But I got edited it. So I'm going to be sitting down here for a couple hours. And I, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this one. Not my best stuff. By far. It was the hockey card thing. Not really. That's still in the back of my head. Okay. Thanks for watching. Bye-bye. Good luck in depot, guys. What's that?